Now we go straight to Jerusalem. Uh, one of the voices that has been um, so amazing in uh, reviewing situations in Jerusalem for us, and most recently was uh, one of our hosts in Israel in August, you may recall, when he took us on that amazing actual tour of the Yemenite village, and then I guess we can call it an audio or virtual tour of the Yemenite village the next day when we spoke with him on the air. I refer, of course, to Daniel Luria. Daniel Luria is executive director and spokesperson for Ateret Khanim. And if anybody can give us a uh, eyewitness account of what our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through right now, it is he. Daniel Luria, Shana Tova, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shana Tova, good morning and Shabbat Shalom to uh, all your wonderful listeners here from uh, Yerushalayim, Irak Kodesh. Appreciate that. It's been quite a week to say the least. I remind everybody the week began in the midst of the holiday of Sukkot. There was uh, tragic news, of course, with the uh, murder of the of the Henkins, which uh, I know this was not the first episode, because you could tell us there have been a lot of episodes over the last few months, but that certainly got a tremendous amount of, of attention. Unfortunately, it took an episode like that to bring all of this to the forefront. Can you describe for our listeners, for those of us who really do care, even though we are thousands of miles away, about our brothers and sisters in Israel, can you describe for us what is going on in the state of Israel right now, uh, of course in Jerusalem, the type of life that now our brothers and sisters are living during these days? Uh, well, let me start by saying that it's been a, uh, a both a exceptionally traumatic and yet uplifting week at the same time. It's a strange combination, of course, but um, I've just uh, left now the, uh, the tent, the morning tent of the whole community, uh, which is underneath uh, where Ariel Sean has an apartment called Beit Wittenberg, where Rabbi Nehemiah Lavi uh, and Aaron Benita were murdered. Of course, the Lavi family live in Beit Wittenberg. They have so for 17 years. He's taught in the yeshiva just down the road in the middle of the old Jewish quarter, the Muslim quarter, for over 20 years. And the uh, horrific uh, terror attack that uh, uh, ended in the, uh, the cutting down of two beautiful flowers uh, basically forced a situation where the community as a whole wanted to spit shiva. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen, but at the time, uplifting. The whole community, the thousand residents that live in the old Jewish quarter today, wanted to express their anger, frustration, feelings of sadness together with the family, and basically have established, and it's run basically by the youth. Uh, of the old city, the old Jewish quarter. And I, and I just um, want to remind everybody, I'm sorry for interrupting, I just want to remind everybody that Rabbi Luria was murdered when he went to try to help a couple. Uh, the husband and father of, of that couple, of course, was murdered, and the wife, 22 years old, was stabbed 11 times by the enemy and was mocked and, and spat at as she was trying to remain conscious until security arrived. Just, uh, just reminding everybody of the circumstances of his murder. Nachum, I should, uh, we should add to that that this tragedy has actually two aspects to it. There's the, uh, uh, the murderer himself, the terrorist, the Arab terrorist, but it's also the Arab shops that have been, by the way, closed. It's very important for the listeners to understand that those people who are standing by, who pushed the lady away, who didn't want to help, who either laughed or said you should also die, one of them actually kicked her, those shopkeepers and those shops have been shuttered up and the uh, authorities are looking into legal proceedings against them. So this whole week, since the beginning of the shiver, the family is sitting shiver in Beit El, but the community has rallied and is sitting in the middle of the road. This is the main thoroughfare from the Damascus Gate to the Kotel. Most people know about it. Uh, under this huge building called the Wittenberg Complex, where Mark Twain happened to stay 150 years ago because it was the Mediterranean Hotel. But right there, 
Every day, I'm talking hundreds of people, including mainly the children and the youth. Yesterday, there were 120 children the ages of five to seven that just said to heal him. I just left now, and there were 25 women and uh, girls that did hafrashat chala, taking a little bit of the dough that um, made the mitzvah. On the main road, as the Arabs are going to the Temple Mount, we had three quarters of the road was blocked off. Only a certain number of Arabs were allowed onto the Temple Mount. There are police every hundred meters. Yeah. Now, I think your listeners have to understand it is perfectly okay to walk around the old city, to walk everywhere. The one thing that we cannot ever afford to happen is for the Arabs to think that violence and aggression and incitement and terror is going to take away Jerusalem. Right. Hundred, Hajj, Amin, yeah. you, Hajj Amin El Husseini tried to do that in the 1920s. Right, and you, and you know that you have a many, many sympathetic ears who are in total agreement with you. Uh, but this morning we hear of you know more attacks, uh, Rehov Shmuel Hanavi, one very, very familiar to many of our listeners and you're you're right and believe me i'm the first to admit that we have to walk with pride through any street including through the shook at any time including now and i'd be the first to do so and i've proven that in the past however there are people who are concerned many of us are concerned and i can only imagine what the residents of jerusalem and other cities of israel how they're concerned that the security is not enough and that the government and the police are not able or 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 feel they they don't have the wherewithal or the courage to deal with this situation with the strength that's necessary to deal with it. What do you say to that? Our families are exceptionally resolute, but they are not, uh, they're not angels. Our families basically have been very much affected by what is going on, but at the same time, they've been under this same pressure for years. The result is different, but the actual attempt of Arab terror, the Molotov cocktails, the concrete blocks, on our families has been the same for a number of years, whether it yeah. be the Yemenite village, whether it be the old city. Right. It has been exactly the same. The result now is a shocking result. But the government is finally waking up. Mind you, I don't know whether the answer is having more security guards and a security police and the escorts, whatever it is, every hundred meters. It's not going to solve this. Right. It's not going to solve the problem. Uh, we, we, under- we, understand, Sorry, we understand all this, and you and I have spoken about the, the resolve of the residents of places like you just mentioned. However, there are now people who are, whether they're Olim Chadashim, or whether they're, you know, from, from outside of Israel and living in Israel now for 20 years, or whether they are from areas of Israel that are not used to these types of things, uh, or they, you know, are, were on the road earlier this week and never dreamed that, you know, a few meters away from an Israeli checkpoint, they could be attacked by an Arab mob. There are people who question and wonder if Israel is going to go ahead and do what is necessary to stop this, to show the even minimal amount of strength that will get the enemy to think twice before embarking on these terror attacks. I believe that the Israeli government, the army, the police, all the relevant authorities, including the judiciary that has to mete out the appropriate punishments, um, are going to do everything which is necessary to clamp this down. They will do everything possible to show who is the Balabait, who is the sovereign body here in charge, and have to send a strong message to the Arabs who, unfortunately, over the last few years, have thought they can get away with anything. Because we haven't stopped the first stone, it ultimately ends in either shooting or stabbing or something else. The concept of sovereignty has to be returned very, very quickly. And in the same time, in the same hand, because the Arabs only understand strength and strength and conviction, I believe with my whole heart, and I wish that the government, Netanyahu, will tomorrow, even today, say that, there should be building inside the old city. I understand he's under pressure not to do something in Judea and Samaria. He's scared of the Americans. 
get of the United Nations, but whatever yes. it may be, he has but, to but, have a political but, but, ground but, that he has but, to but, work but, under. But that's Jerusalem. But, but, but that's Jerusalem my... has to be approved, a building project at the Flowers Gate. You cut down flowers, you build flowers. Understood, you... but that's my point. My point is it is difficult to exhibit that sovereignty when you as the leader of Israel restrict Jewish members of Knesset from going up to Harabayat, or when you as a leader in Israel you know, hesitate to clamp down when necessary to give the orders that are necessary to show the strength that is necessary for the enemy to hesitate before they embark on these type of terror attacks. I understand what you're saying, and boy, do I hope you're right that the government of Israel is going to, to you know, to take these steps. But and it's a shame that you know Rabbi Luria and the Henkins and all these other victims had to give their life. To, Rabbi Lavi, Rabbi Lavi. I apologize, Rabbi. I apologize using your name, Rabbi Lavi, and the other victims had to you know give their lives in order to get to this point. But we, as observers from thousands of miles away, and I emphasize that we're here and you're there, and there's a big difference, it, it just seems that there, that there is no resolve among the leadership in Israel to, in fact, go ahead and behave the way you're describing. I'm not a, I'm not a politician. I'm a person on the ground. I know what has been happening. I know what needs to be done. And I'm hoping that the government has internalized that same issue. First and foremost, if the government doesn't wake up and say that Oslo is dead, then we have a problem. If they still believe that Land for Peace works, then we have a problem. I believe now that we have the right people in the government, and I'm hoping that the, they haven't internalised the issue, that we're dealing with a authority, the Palestinian Authority and Hamas, both who are involved in terror, incitement and hatred and non-acceptance of the Jewish state. There will never be peace until they change their thinking. There's a switch in their approach to the Jewish people. They have to understand that we have resolve. If they think that violence and murder is going to stop us from walking from the Kotel, they have a, they have a huge mistake. They don't understand the Jewish people. Rav Chaim walks through the same street, Rav after the pogroms to show sovereignty. Today we need the Israeli government, every minister, to come visit Yerushalayim once a week to come and approve whatever needs to be approved to add Jewish life there. If they cut down flowers, we have to build flowers. They destroyed the lives of families, we have to add families. If the Israeli government does not internalize that, then the government has to change. Daniel Luria is with us, Executive Director and Spokesperson for our Tarot Khanim. <laughs> now you understand why he is the way he is. Even in these circumstances, he's able to paint a very positive picture. Uh, tell us specifically about Ateret Koanim. I mean, you did describe how the youth have uh, essentially taken over the area this week. They are mourning the way uh, a beloved rabbi and uh, other victims should be mourned. Uh, no doubt they are going to have that resolve going forward, the resolve that you just described. What else do we need to know about that community, the old Jewish quarter, the Muslim quarter, and the old city in general over the next few days? Well, it has been converted already to a, uh, a massive pulsating center of Jewish life. Rabbi Shmuel Eliyahu is going to be there the whole of Shabbat. There will be 120 people at Kabbalat Shabbat on the main road, not inside the building, but on the main road, Kabbalat Shabbat, Rabbi Shmuel uh, uh, Eliyahu today, all of Shabbat. Uh, they will be carrying on till the end of the Shiva. Politicians, rabbis have given chizuk to the youth who have been very frustrated because of the... Uh, uh, lack of uh, government security, lack of cloud, lack of security over the last uh, few years. They had enough with this shocking murder of uh, Rabbi Lavi, who was uh, so much loved by the whole community. He is real, basically a, a giving angel. There was no one like him inside the old city, and that's why this uh, protest 
this feeling of association. Uh, but also it's very uplifting to see how the youth are behaving and the families right under Beit Wittenberg. All I can hope and pray is that Shabbat goes quietly. We have to send the right messages to the world, and that is that Jerusalem belongs to the Jewish people. The, the Arab world have not internalized that yet. They think that violence will get them everywhere. They have to realize that we are going to double our Jewish presence there. It is difficult for the families. Some of them have been affected very badly. We're trying to send some of the families to go away for a, for a break from the old city. It's been so traumatic. You have to understand that even Netta Lavi came downstairs and saw her husband struggling with the terrorists after he was stabbed in his back. And all these Arab shopkeepers are doing nothing. So there's been a lot of trauma. There's a lot of issues uh, that we're trying to deal with at various levels. We have to add uh, emergency medical uh, cupboards to each one of these compounds. We want to have self-defense classes. We want to send the families away for uh, the weekends. And more important, or just as important, is we want the Jewish people to understand the only response to terror is adding more life. And that means every Jew that owns a place in Lawrence or in Englewood or in Brooklyn or in Los Angeles, wherever these thousands of listeners listen to you, they have to have a place here. They should buy back Yerushalayim for the Jewish people. The Shana Habab Yerushalayim is real, and we're living that dream. You never thought the Yemenite village would be your quietest neighborhood, huh? <laughs> well, actually, unfortunately, they're still under attack there, as you, can, as, you, as you saw. Just in the last four months, one family has been attacked 126 times, reported <laughs> attacks on one family. Where's the Jewish world? I want your listeners, every single person who listens to you, and I'm sure there are tens of thousands of people, to be involved with Jerusalem at the ground level. Daniel Luria, um, if people want to be in touch with you, if people want to uh, email you and be in touch to help out, what should they do? They should email me on DL, as in Daniel Luria, DLJerusalem at gmail.com. Uh, we have a... Uh, American friends group that are very active in helping us out. You can go to the internet site, JerusalemChai.com. Uh, be in touch with Shani Haikund or Chaim Leetag in the office. Uh, but if you want to be in touch with me directly about some of the specific projects, DLJerusalem at gmail.com. And I hope it will be a quiet Shabbat with no more Arab terror, no more stabbings, and just uh, Kabbalat Shabbat in, uh, in peace. Um, I know you said earlier, rightfully, that all of us need to, you know, have a place in Israel, as you described. Um, but before we get to that point, at least for some of us, um, maybe it would be a good time for you to remind everybody that this is a very good time to visit. Many of us utilize the opportunity to take advantage of uh, Israel when it's a nice, convenient, wonderful vacation. Uh, however, we are probably needed now more than during those times, and I bet you'd agree with that. I will agree with that, not just 100%, 1,000%. And my, my, my beg, I'm begging the Jewish people around the world to understand how the Arabs perceive this. Throughout the Arab world, on all their Facebooks, they're talking about how Arab terror is scaring Jews away from Jerusalem. We can do more by more terror. We can drive them out of Jerusalem. These are things specifically written on various Arab Facebook pages today. They think they have a victory. Today, more than ever, we need people to come to Israel, to walk the streets, to walk with Atzeret Konim, to walk every single alleyway and show the Arab world who is the Balabay. If we stop going to the Kotel, if we stop going for those who go to Harabay, that's another issue, that's, uh, that's also. But for those, if we stop coming to the old city, and I heard uh, you know, that certain rabbis said that maybe we should cut back, this is absurd. 
Today is the time. The only way we're going to have victory over the Arab world is to show resilience, to show true commitment and belief that Yerushalayim belongs to us. It belongs to us by having feet on the ground. There are policemen, there are Border Patrol policemen. It is safe to walk. You have to open your eyes, of course. But we have to come today, visit Yerushalayim, visit the country. Do not only come here on nice occasions. Daniel, we uh, we say Yerushalayim Orosh Shel Olam, and tomorrow we say that God said Vayihi Or. We are the light. We are not just the light of the nations. We have to light up Jerusalem. The only way to light up Jerusalem is by people being here. Jerusalem itself is not a light without Jewish life and the Jewish soul. When there is Torah, when there is Jewish learning, when there is a pitter-patter of Jewish feet, when there are the girls saying, Hafashat Chala, when there are mitzvot done by Jews in Yerushalayim with Jewish life, that is the light. That is Orosh Olam. And I call upon all of Am Yisrael to be involved, to come. It's not enough anymore to sing and dance for Yerushalayim. Now's the time to walk and work and invest in Jerusalem. Daniel Luria, uh, dljerusalem at gmail.com to be in touch with him, and we highly recommend that you be in touch with him before you head to the Holy Land. Uh, Daniel, um, truly, I say to you and everybody there, Shabbat Shalom, a real true Shabbat of peace. Amen. Amen, amen. And may it be the beginning of the new year where Parsha Bereshit, Hashem created the world. The message of this week's Parsha is one, not what was created on what day, but that God creates and he gave the Jewish people the land of Israel. The center of that is Jerusalem. It belongs to us, and we should be shouting that from the rooftops. Shabbat shalom to everyone. Shabbat shalom, and thank you so much. Daniel Luria from Yerushalayim, Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.